Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Hay would be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominique? Puerto Rico. Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico. Suave. Hey, what's happening? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Beauty Still. Hey, we're three guys on. We're right back at you. Happy Thursday, freeloaders. Hey. Freeloading pieces. Yeah, goddamn free- God, freeloaders. Um, Black History Month coming to an end here soon. It is coming to an end, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It's been a lot done during this Black History Month. A lot of blackface. This Black History Month was like we were being punked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot the of... The whole uh, Black History Month was just like the, the punking of black America. Yeah. Well, I'm recording this on the 17th. Maybe it'll close strong. Maybe it'll... Uh, <laughs> Something will happen. Maybe you know what? Beyonce likes to drop albums out of nowhere. Maybe she'll drop an album at midnight one of these nights, or Kendrick Lamar, or somebody the like Black that. Black History Month. Yeah, a Black History themed album. That'd be a it's fire idea. Why not? Why Sit not? down and watch uh, Black Panther for the rest of the rest of the month. Just on repeat. <laughs> try to try to get myself through. Yeah. How y'all feeling? Do we get emails? We got zero emails. We got some uh, comments on Patreon and a couple of tweets, but no one emailed us this week. No Fucking emails. Freeloaders. God. Freeloaders. What's our Patreon comments looking like? Uh, we got some comments on last week's episode, the Monday episode. Um, let's see if I can pull them up. We got also a tweet or two. Someone tweeted that the, um, well, freeloaders aren't going to get the reference, unfortunately, but the. Um, my cover's blown, boss. Riff was the <laughs> 15, <laughs> blown, boss. 15 greatest minutes in podcast history. Well, if you pay some money, you can hear it. Yeah, that'll be on last week's Monday episode with old Mike B, Mike Brown, sitting in. Um, where are the Patreon comments? Hold on. Blown, boss. Cover's blown, boss. We got, uh, well, maybe we didn't get any Patreon comments last week. No, we didn't. People are slacking. You know what? You know it's fine. It's cool. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, we did get. Uh, I did go back and forth with a couple people about issues with the Patreon app. So if you guys are having issues, let me know. Um, I had an issue that I where I deleted the app and reinstalled it, and it was working again. But I was playing podcasts, and they would just stop, like after a couple minutes, and I would have to force close the app and start over. Uh, the podcast. I don't know why that was happening, but it doesn't seem to happen anymore. Also, we got a new patron. I keep, I keep telling him he doesn't have to do this, but old Mike B is a patron again. <laughs> Every time he's on, he becomes a patron. I so think he, can hear him, he so. wants to hear him, but he'll stay a, a patron for like a, a few weeks, <laughs> and then he'll delete his pledge. I can just Dropbox you the MP3. You don't have to listen back. 
I think he because I think he posted a um, you know he did those screen record things yeah. to make it like an yeah. Instagram story of him talking. I think he did that for the Thursday episode last week, but he didn't do it for Monday. So I think he just wants to listen to Monday. But maybe he's making a tape for Pod Montreal. Or something. <laughs> That's what he's submitting a tape. <laughs> Here's Montreal. me as a podcast guest. But if you ever, uh, you know, Peter, you too, if you ever want to hear a Monday episode. Just tell me. I can just, yeah. It'll take minutes for me to get it to you. I'll tell you, I don't even like listening to my voice, to be honest with you. I don't listen to any of my shit. Yeah, and, I'm and over that. probably to my detriment, at least in so far as comedy sets are concerned, because I mm-hmm. should tape and watch those. Do you hate the sound of your voice? Sort of. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's like, I know what I say. I know what I think. It just seems like redundant, you know? Yeah. And then know. watching video of your set is even tougher because you see all your little mannerisms that you are yeah. annoyed by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I do that. I, I you know, I don't. I gotta, this is not how I feel when I'm doing that. I got to stand different. I look up there. I, lo- I should look over there more. You know, whatever. But you got to do it because that's otherwise you don't know how that looks. That's right. You know, you don't notice that. That's right. You do. You do. Or not. You don't have to. Or I not. Guess. <laughs> Well, it's been somewhat working fine so far, but who knows? <laughs> I don't want to play that what if game five years down the road. Right. I've, I mean, like, I remember Rachel Feinstein telling me when I first met her, like, I wish I taped all my goddamn sets. Like, I need to do that more. And, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. needs to do that more. Like, Gary Goldman is tweeting a daily uh, writing tip for comedy or just a comedy tip, not just writing. Yeah, that you put me on to that. And, Those um, are fire. They're good, but a lot of it is. Uh, you know, uh, kind of assuming that you, like, did you write something today? Like, you know, every day you got to write something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you build on that. Like, it's it's not just like, here's a little tip to make you a better writer. It's also, yes, and do this every day. Yeah. It's not just do it this way or here's right. what I do. You must apply. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to sit down and do it or whatever your process is. For me, it's sit in the car and obsess over ideas. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like you have to commit to the... The hardest part is, you know, sitting down and doing it. Fuck yeah. Once you're in the middle of it, it's not that bad. Once you're trapped in between the lines, <laughs> uh, it's not so bad once the ball gets rolling. But then you finish the run. Yeah, that's you how escape. you escape. Mm-hmm. You finish the run. We all know, we all know exactly what he means yeah. by that. But you don't want to get trapped, so you don't sit down. Like, you don't want to get stuck. Right. So, I'm going to go have a sandwich first. I'll come back. You know, right. you procrastinate, procrastinate. What's and, going on on television? Yeah. Well, let me yeah, let me get some What's going uh, on on Twitter? Yeah, what's going on on social media? I'm going to do a story. <laughs> and then that's yeah, my new shit everybody. Down, I'm, I'm storying. Write down now. ideas. Wife folks, you can't check your wife friends and show up in blackface? Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, there's an idea. Yeah, scribble that down. Then I got the, 50 year old, I got 50-year-old teeth, which means I go to the dentist. I go about once a month. Ah. That's that's my dental regime now. You're back for another cleaning? Yep. Get on it. <laughs> You know you don't have to keep coming. That's fine. Go ahead. I got money. We're just going to give you your own parking space out there. <laughs> so you can just <laughs> reserved for you. You're there once a month these days? No, it's a joke. <laughs> I don't know. I knew a guy that was 60 that used to say that. My buddy's uncle, he would just say, yeah, you know, I can go once a month to get my teeth clean, once a month to get my oil changed. I got my caddy, got my choppers. I'm out at 65. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of those old people just want something to do. <laughs> like you know, the idea was being, the, the idea was is you got to keep up with your you got to really start focusing locking down on your maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like you should go get a 
Go get a physical once a year. She goes, I doctor once a year. Fuck that every month. Yeah. Botox yeah. shots. Come on. No, that's not maintenance. <laughs> get your Botox. <laughs> yeah, you lock down on your maintenance. Get your feet checked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your collagen implants on yeah, your lips. Look at, you Colonoscopy. Your sugar, <laughs> diabetes. Once a month, baby. Colonoscopy. Make <laughs> you sure can't be too careful. Just, yeah. Yep. You can't be too careful. I guess I'm I'm 45 next year. That's when you're supposed to start getting the 50, prostate exam. 50 now, right? is when they tell you 50. It's now. 50 now? They keep yeah. upping it, which is good for me. Because <laughs> yeah. when I was going close to 40, it was 40. And yeah. then they were like, you know what, 45. And now it's 50. I'm like, okay, let's go. When I turned 45, I was like, do I got it? Like, man, with you 50. Yeah. <sighs> I got my colonoscopy like three years ago. I wore a dark side of the moon t shirt to the fucking <laughs> procedure. Nobody got it. Oh, they probably heard them all before, though. <laughs> they heard them. That might be. They're like another one, really. Yeah. Lay on your yeah. fucking side. Jesus Christ. Everybody's <laughs> got the goddamn jokes. Lay on your side. How about this? Moon River. <laughs> on a count of three, we're going to do this. One, two. Ah, we lied. It was on two. Yeah, I haven't done the colonoscopy. I haven't done. I haven't had a physical in a few years, actually. I'm overdue. I gotta go but, to the uh, dentist. My dentist died like two years ago. It's yeah. horrible. I've been to the dentist a couple of years either. I keep meaning to get this chip tooth fixed for good. I had it capped a couple times years ago and it kept popping off the uh you know, you bite into something and it just like pops off. So I never I just I got sick of going and getting that checked out, but one of these days. <laughs> I got health insurance. You got the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I can afford it. I don't have a child. I'm not trying to raise a daughter. I know. So you got yeah. the money. Go I don't have to pay for like Just school lazy. <laughs> school uniforms and stuff. Yeah. You know what it is? I grew up with no health insurance. And the thought of like, going to the doctor doesn't even occur to me when I'm sick or even if yeah. I have anything else. I'm just like, oh, you know, a doctor, they don't. What are you going to doctors Did for? Did you not go to the dentist either? When I was a kid, we did for a while. And then at some point. It was like yearly or the whatever the checkup. It was a seven or six, six months, months when you were a kid. We did that for a while. We did go to the dentist for a while. But once we got to the age where they were starting to say like to our parents, like, you know, uh, we really should get these kids braces. Yeah. We stopped going. <laughs> so yeah. they couldn't afford the braces. And we both needed them. We didn't get them. That shit's expensive. But um, but we did that. But we weren't. We never went to doctors for like checkups. Wow. Got the got the flu or the cold or whatever. We never went to the doctor. I had one friend like that growing up. His family was from the Ozarks. Real just. Oh, see, we're know. from Northern Virginia. <laughs> yeah, and they'd come from Missouri, and they'd come up here. And Dad was this amazing locksmith. He did the locks. It did like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and everything. Yeah. But he didn't believe in doctors, dentists, or anything like that. So they never went for checkups. There were six of them. Yeah. And one day, one of the kids, he was a nice guy, great guy, very jolly and everything, good athlete. We're in the van coming back from basketball practice, and our coach is like, oh, yeah, I'm going skiing this weekend. And the dude goes, oh, I've never been. And they're like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, but hey, I've never been to the dentist either. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> just clowned this dude right. for like a month. Yeah, that we was unheard of. We had a dentist. We didn't have a like a like a general practitioner, like a dog, a family doctor. We didn't have that. And then in high school, when you start playing sports in high school, they make you get a physical. And we didn't have a guy. We didn't have a doctor to go to. But there was a doctor that a lot of the kids in school went to down the street from the high school. You could actually like walk there. Uh, and all the kids went there because the doctor didn't actually make you get naked. It wasn't <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah. He would just be like, all right, height, weight, you know, check your pulse and all that blood pressure. And 
And he would just say, anything going on with anything wrong with your privates? <laughs> yeah. Say, How's go, the plumbing? We'd be like, no, we're good. <laughs> I'm good. And then he would he would go. So you wouldn't have to have that real, he wouldn't be jiggling your balls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're in high school, you're like, I'm a gay. <laughs> I a good high gay, school. Gay physical. Meanwhile, I'm wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I mean, balls are probably scraping across my face from time to time. But. I'm like, I'm not, no one's going to touch my balls. I remember so, when we would play the wrestling tape as a promo in our cafeteria to try to recruit people. Uh, this one dude looked at it, and the coach was there, and he said, man, all I saw was another dude's balls touching the guy's face. And the coach <laughs> looked at him without missing a beat and was like, that's all you see because that's all you do Saturday night. <laughs> man, that coach, was he's, he's trying to get fired uh, talking to students. Like not that. at an old guy's Catholic school, though, <laughs> cared about that then yeah i mean people would say sometimes people say that about wrestling but if you're playing football and you're a quarterback you got your hand on someone's taint 60 times <laughs> a game you know yeah. like that's just the way it that's goes. how it is it's cost of doing business yeah that's just that's i guess you're fine with it uh yeah some sports aren't as gay i guess mm. if you run and run a track there's not nothing gay about that oh sure nothing gay about watching some some man in short shorts well, if you're participating, striding across a striding across a field. If you're participating, though, you're not you're not slapping him on the ass when he goes past you, or maybe you are. I don't know. I, don't, I never went to a track meet. I don't know what they do in those things. Passing batons around. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, nothing gay there. Passing a baton. <laughs> the old pole vault. <laughs> the shot put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was our that was the doctor that we would go to for physicals. Not just us. A lot of the high school kids would go to this guy, and he would just be you'd be in and out of that mm -hmm. physical it would take no time at all you get like an hour you know get a little doctor's note from the school you can you know, like a permission slip or whatever you get like an hour you'd be out in like 15 minutes <laughs> like oh okay because i'm just gonna walk slowly back to the school and everyone passed their physical i don't think he ever failed anyone he was probably i don't even know if he was uh, an actual doctor at this point he was like malachi love robinson <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah he's a fraud <laughs> I, I bet I bet Malachi touched the balls. He probably went all out. He's yeah. got to really prove himself. He's not going to be a bad fake doctor. Well, they locked him up for something. Yeah. Well, it was a fraud thing. <laughs> he came up to Virginia and tried to buy a car with his grandmother's credit. Yeah. And they got him on that. They put him in Rappahannock, right? I think so. I don't know if he's still there. I mean, that's... Oh, I heard he got out or he escaped or some crazy <laughs> thing like that. <laughs> Did he escape, really? I, I heard it was something weird like that. Oh, man. That guy's going to be like, catch me if you can, but he keeps getting caught. It was like Ted Bundy. Did you watch that Ted Bundy thing on Netflix? Not yet. No. That shit is fire. And I didn't know he escaped both the courtroom and they went on a manhunt out in Snowmass. Yeah, then he like killed more he, people, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that people don't know about, but in that like escape, he jumped 55 feet out of a courthouse window. He practiced Jesus. jumping off his bunk bed in his cell leading up to trial. And like, That's like 10 feet. Yeah, but I don't know. He strengthened <laughs> his legs. He did it a bunch of times. That was the whole point. And he and hit you the ground. You could still see the foot marks from the 55 feet on the ground. And then he took off running in the mountains. They set up a gauntlet. And they were like, they didn't catch him at the gauntlet. It's like, however, authorities obtained like 100 pounds of marijuana. <laughs> oh. You know, just searching cars and trunks. <laughs> and then when they brought him back and they put him in a cell, he got out again. He lost like 20-some pounds, got down to like 147. 
seven. He took a light fixture out of the ceiling, snuck through the fucking lights in the ceiling, the light hole, and then somehow wherever his cell was was positioned right underneath where the guard stayed, like they had apartments or quarters or whatever. And then he got on a fucking uh, CO uniform and just walked out wow. and got away again and then went down to Florida and then killed more people. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Dedicated to killing. Yeah, he's no joke. Uh, Malachi Love Robinson, three years in jail, starting, I think, about a year ago. Okay. So he's still in jail, apparently, right now. Does it say where? Uh, this article is from January of 2018, so it might might have changed. Malachi Love Robinson was 17 when he first posed as a doctor in South Florida, watching at least one gynecological exam. Three years later, he is trading his white lab I was just lab about coat. to say, that's a, that's a jailable offense, but I guess the watching yeah. a gynecological exam would be. Yeah. For blue jail scrubs, Love Robinson, now 20, was facing 14 criminal charges when on Thursday he admitted to admitted the con and agreed to three and a half years prison term uh, with credit for 16 months already served. He must repay his victims $80,000 when he gets out. He won't have that money. He was facing up to 90 years for his propensity to masquerade as a doctor in West Palm Beach. Um, yeah, I don't know if this article says where he is. Because this is about the doctor thing. He was also in trouble for that fraud buying the car thing. Mm-hmm. He was trying to be like a licensed doctor at age 17, like a Doogie Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> except, uh, except he didn't go to medical school. Yeah, I don't know. He might. Uh, he might be out. I don't know. There's not much info on him. Hmm. Well, you know, it's uh, Bill Cosby pretending to be a doctor in jail. <laughs> I guess a lot of people <laughs> are doing that. <laughs> That's the way to go. Ava DuVernay, speaking of, we talked about Jesse. Yeah. She just put this up, which is I agree with. Despite the inconsistencies, I can't blindly believe Chicago PD, the department that covered up shooting Laquan McDonald over a dozen times, that operated an off-site torture facility, that one, Oh, wait. Whatever yeah. the outcome, this won't stop me from believing others. It can't. That's how I feel. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. I can't. I'm not going to trust the Chicago PD, man. Freeloaders, mm-hmm. listen on Monday because we had a whole, Listen on Monday. Yeah. We had a long discussion. Malcolm Love Robinson um, did an interview. This is an inside edition in August of last year from jail. <laughs> inside edition. <huh? laughs> We're going inside jail today, people. <laughs> he says he only wanted to help people. I was a young kid that got overly ambitious and just said to hell with the rules. You wanted to make money. You wanted to help people. You could have waited and gone to medical school. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He even wrote fake patient testimonies. (laughs) He went all out. As a kid, it's always been my dream to be a physician. I guess the bigger picture was seeing the smiles. People thinking you're something you're not. He was filling a void within himself where he wanted people to like him and love him. Yeah, and make money. Yeah. Go to medical school. I 100% regret what I've done. The reason being, number one, I've messed up my life a great deal. Mm-hmm. He said he still wants to be a physician someday. <laughs> well, you get a lot of study time in jail. Yeah. You got time now. Save up commissary, pay your 80 grand. Yeah. <laughs> His white doctor's coat, these days, prison fatigues, and he's no longer pretending to be a doctor. Why do they all talk like this (laughs) when they do a news report? He's now serving three and a half years for practicing medicine without a license. Without a license. It'll be weird if he was still pretending to be a doctor, though. Got overly ambitious and just said to hell with the rules and regulations dr love as he called them. yeah um what about the thing where you defrauded a car dealership 
<laughs> that has nothing to do with seeing smiles on people's faces. I guess they didn't ask him that question. Probably no. not. Yeah. Malachi Love Robinson. Hmm. So, anyway. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember anymore. <laughs> we were talking about something. I derailed this whole thing. It's, it's all Petey's fault. You did, Petey. It's all Petey's fault. Oh, we were talking about uh, your doctor grabbing bowls. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay. Let's bring it back bad all memories. Right. <laughs> right. Let's gay. talk about Colin. Gay. Speaking of grabbing balls. Yeah, he's a, he's got his hands on someone's taint. Well, he wants his to. Hand on taints. <laughs> he may not ever again put his hands on somebody's taint. Well, not in a professional capacity. He could do it as a hobby on the weekends. Leave it for the so, weekend. for those who don't know, Colin Kaepernick um, beat the NFL. They settled with him. He they wins. settled with him an undisclosed amount. Uh, the minimum of not that many bad, say 60 to 81 him as well as Eric Reed. that's a hell of a jump from 60 to 80 I wonder if that's even close to what he yeah, got he might have gotten 10 I mean 60 to 80 that's like a 33% oh, I'm looking at I'm increase. looking at 50 to 60 because they got deep pockets and you wouldn't accept anything smaller than you wouldn't accept 10 Mm-mm. you gotta be willing to accept the deal why would I accept 10 I got 10 I got a Nike deal well maybe <laughs> I got a, I got a I got money, Eric Reed. They're not, they don't need money, so the only money is that you could you could offer them to get them to agree to accept it would have to be big fat money. Collins got a Nike deal. Eric Reed just signed again to play. Just signed a three year, twenty million dollar deal, seven million dollars a year. So they're doing fine money wise. Yeah, I just numbers like that. It's yeah. so many times people have said later that like a settlement number was reported that was nowhere near. So my guess is, is I number. know it's more than ten. Ten would be a stupid number to settle for. I don't and know. I, if you're I sincerely doubt that Mark Garagos would agree to anything less than any, anything in the ten range. If you're Eric Reed, that money's not guaranteed. That's in your contract. You might never. Well, see his it. guaranteed monies is going to be one thing, but Eric Reed can sign and Colin and Colin may not. Well, like Reed, I said, I'm saying he could crack his leg and never play again. Yeah, so. Mark Garagos though is not going. I'm not going to take ten million dollars. Yeah. Well, I just I'm just saying. Plus, these are these are. I'm just saying of, we don't men of conviction. We don't know the number. You know. Sixty to eighty is a huge range, and. It has come out in the past a lot when settlements like this get leaked out. The number is not even close Trust to what the Trust and believe. Truth if is. the number is less than that, they'll make people very happy. The pieces of shit who are already crowing about how, um, you know, he's a fraud. He's a sellout. It was a, here's the thing. Sarah, Sarah Spain said it probably best that what people seem to, they don't, they want to, conf, they want to conflate the two different things. One is the cause that he knelt for. And the other one was the was the work case that he had against his employer. Those are two different things. You know, the cause right. is still there. The cause was the undressed treatment of the, of the black population by law enforcement in this country. Mm-hmm. That has not changed. And it ain't going to change because of this. The other cause was did the NFL collude to keep him out of out of play, out of being able to earn a living at this. Did they have a conclusion case, a collusion case against him, and they settled on it? And the NFL has large, deep pockets. I think it was. Look up um, Jason Reed on Twitter. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Look up what he what he wrote about it. Somebody sent it to me. You didn't really have to. I appreciate it. But you didn't have to, but. 
Jason Reed. Let's see. What he wrote on Twitter or did he write an article? He wrote on Twitter. It's like a whole thread that he has. It was a thread if I can find it. Um, My battery's about to die. Yeah, he's, he tweets a lot. And that's a problem. Well, the thing is now they're saying that Kaepernick might play next year and there's a couple teams that have been floated out there. New England, Carolina. How about the Redskins, guys? Oh, I found it. How about the local team here? How about them? Uh, they apparently were... <laughs> All right, Joe Flacco just got traded. Yeah. He's terrible now. He's got traded to Denver. Uh, Redskins were apparently trying to get Joe Flacco. <laughs> He's terrible. He's ter- I don't know why Denver traded for John Elway is getting killed for John making John Elway that deal. has no idea what he's doing. That's why. Uh, if you're going to trade for a Ravens quarterback, just get RG3. Yeah, bring for RG3. And see what happens. Why not? Yeah. Um, but the Redskins are desperate for a quarterback. They're trying to trade. For, they're trying to give things up for Joe Flacco. You just go sign Kaepernick. He's a free agent. You don't have to give anything up for him. Mm-hmm. And he's your quarterback now. Yeah, well. It seems to make sense. He's better than Joe Flacco. For sure, at this point. But he's not. But he can't really play, Andy. He's at the end of his career. He's yeah. not that good. Well, you know, it's Joe Flacco, all of the above, and you would have to give things up to get him. So they said New Orleans, New England, or Carolina would be destinations for Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. But uh, how about how about local here? Jason Reed. I know I should just leave this alone, but there's so much inaccurate information surrounding the Kaepernick settlement. And I can feel compelled to explain a few things. First, stop conflating things. Kaepernick's collusion grievance is separate from his activism. Uh, the legal action against the NFL was an employment matter. He alleged NFL owners conspired to ruin his career, denying him both past and future earnings. The remedy for, for this, from Kaepernick's perspective, is financial compensation. As labor lawyers have explained to me, the arbitrator could not force the NFL to employ Kaepernick, even if Kaepernick had prevailed in a full hearing. That was never part of this. So people saying he sold out are displaying an alarming lack of knowledge about America's jurisprudence. The settlement is cloaked in the non-disclosure agreement, so we have no idea how much the NFL will pay Kaepernick and Reed. But here's what we do know. Kaepernick is 31. He has helped the team reach the Super Bowl. He has the fourth best touchdowns interception ratio in NFL history. He has proven his chops over 58 career starts. Quarterback is the most important position in the game, and Kaepernick was not on a roster the past two seasons. In all likelihood, he will never play again in the NFL. He has accomplished attorneys who are likely working on a contingency basis. Now, any model for a settlement would undoubtedly include Kaepernick's past and future earning potential, both from a team contract and potential endorsements. Then there's the matter of Kaepernick's image and reputation and how his lack of employment has potentially impacted that. We don't have the terms. Granted, it's all speculation, but Kaepernick had no incentive to settle unless the NFL made a massive offer, which is what I'm saying. And don't forget the attorneys. Also, the NFL, as a business practice, isn't quick to hand out money to make things go away. Jesse asked all the players who have fought the league over medical care. The protest movement has been a huge problem for owners, yet they didn't quickly write a check to try and make it all go away. The negotiation with the player coalition played out over a good stretch, and even at the end, everything wasn't necessarily smooth sailing. At the heart of Kaepernick's claim is the idea that owners wanted to ruin him because he shined a light on racial injustice. Who do you think will be on the right side of history on that one? 
The fact that owners found it more palatable to pay Kaepernick in a settlement than risk racing an arbitrator in a full hearing with arguments about his lack of employment that simply didn't hold water is telling. And when those emails come out in discovery. That's what's going to start happening. Kaepernick started a movement that ignited a national discussion about race. The NFL Players Coalition deal can be directly traced to his kneeling. He has taken one million of his own money to help others, and at only 31, we don't know what he'll do next. Kaepernick won, and he has helped others win too. And that's exactly how I feel about it. So the thing about him playing again, um, I mean, New England is is a place that takes people in who've had issues in the past, and they seem to adjust fine there. Robert Kraft is friends with Donald Trump. But Robert Kraft. Um, this Carolina owner is a young Carolina dude. He's owner. Like, I don't give a shit. Cam Newton had said some things about kneeling that were kind of, and then he walked them back. I don't know. I don't know if that would matter. New owner, new owner yeah. now in Carolina. And then, like the Redskins, uh, Dan Snyder's a Trump guy. Also, Carolina needs a quarterback. Remember now, I'm not watching. I, even if even if Kaepernick starts playing again, I'm still not going to watch. I don't begrudge anybody who does but I've, I've talked about this repeatedly this whole thing leaves a just a bad mm-hmm. taste i agree in my mouth like how you you were already on the way out with concussions mm-hmm. you know so this whole thing leaves a bad taste in my mouth if kaepernick wants to go back and play i'm fine with that um he's proven his point time and time again he shed light on on what he wanted to shed light on He's a young guy. He's made some mistakes because he's a, he's not a young. He next to next to a fifty year old man. He's a young guy. <laughs> As a thirty one year old, you know, he's a young guy. Um, I think he's a guy who's trying to educate himself. But a lot of stuff that people say about Kaepernick is conjecture because he doesn't really talk that much. No, he doesn't. Uh, which I think is a is a planned thing. And I think it's a smart thing. Then the things he does say carry weight. Well, what I was saying though, if he plays anywhere, even if it's not these two teams, even if it's somewhere else. Um, the whole thing is going to come back as like, are you going to kneel still? Mm-hmm. And it'll be the still the same controversy. All he has to do is say yes or no. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like it'll be like the reason. Eric Reed is like 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 <laughs> Jason Reed just said that they don't they don't ever have to sign him. The judge would would rule they never have. No one has to sign yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so the whole the whole issue aside from the settlement is still there exactly as it was. Yeah. Even if it's not him kneeling, if it's someone other player on another team right. kneeling, this Eric, like I said, Eric Reese still does. Right, he doesn't give a shit. So and it'll be the same question anyway. The same, it'll be the same owners giving sort of right. tortured answers about right. unity. It'll be the same quarterbacks <laughs> like from other teams saying, "I just want to focus on the game, on the Cincinnati, all that shit." Well, I'd like to and hear. So, I'd like to hear some people under pressure. Yeah, put so on the spot. in that sense, nothing has changed. It's just, and especially if Kaepernick was to. If the question comes up again in training camp, a team like the Redskins loses both of their starters, let's mm-hmm. say. And Which is distinctly possible oh, with the Redskins. Yeah, well, they're going <laughs> to... Of course. They don't have two to lose. Yeah, no. But <laughs> Just like, distinctly possible. They both broke their leg. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, that has, they have a shitty field, too. But um, it's going to come up again. The same questions as last year. Nothing has changed. It'll be like, oh, maybe you guys should sign Kaepernick. Oh, you signed... Uh, you know, well, Brian Fis- or Ryan Fitzpatrick you know, again. Fumble, fumble, fumble thumbs <laughs> McGee over here. Right, Mark Sanchez. Sign Mark Sanchez. Yeah. So that's going to still happen for, until Kaepernick's like 35. And it'll be like, oh, he's probably too old to sign, mm-hmm. you know. So nothing has changed really. As far as like the the boycott stuff and the, how people's feelings about the NFL, it's literally the same because Kaepernick is still free to sign with a team. Mm-hmm. And 
everyone's still free to say, why don't you sign Kaepernick? And everyone's going to come back and say the same shit. Like, uh, we just want to go in a different direction. And Colt McCoy knows our offense and right, right. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we really like Josh Johnson. hire this guy who was working at Home Depot. Yeah, this guy from the Arena League. He didn't play in the Arena League. He was actually just a water boy for I the Arena League. I bet they'll hire Elvin. Hire Elvin. Hashtag hire Elvin. Hashtag hire Kaepernick. But, like, that's that dynamic still exists whether Kaepernick won or lost or whether he you know nothing changes that and that's going to come up again every season for the last couple years several times a year a quarterback goes down and guess who's trending on Twitter mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick it's going to keep happening and guess who gets a mic shoved in their face some owner he's better than any of these other fucking guys right he's better than Flacco he's at so. least at minimum good enough to be brought in for a tryout right the Redskins brought in Mark Sanchez and other people for trial. Right, right. And Sanchez. Who were the other people, by the way, that Mark Sanchez beat out? Uh, one of them was me. It was me. <laughs> I almost beat him too. I still, I still feel like I should have had the spot. It was, it was like retread people. It was all those same people. And so there's, the, it, he doesn't even get that. He doesn't get the, the workout. He doesn't even, like the Redskins last year famously. Hasselback was talking about they were calling him. Teams were calling him. Right. He's like, I got a gut 40 now. 40 fucking 70 years old. He's like, wow. I'm an old ass man, dude. Forgotten about I him. can't do this. <laughs> and he was getting calls. Last year, the Redskins' number one draft pick running back uh, went down in training camp. They brought in like three or four running backs, including an old Adrian Peterson who blew them away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, he's still got something in the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they signed him and he had a, Pretty solid year. Old players tend yeah. to fade later in the year. They're going to sign him again. He did too. But he was better than anyone else they could have gotten. But they only knew that because they brought him in. And like Kaepernick is a guy who doesn't even get that call. Mm-hmm. Just come in and throw some footballs around, work out for us. And that question's still going to be there. And all of the press conferences where people say it but don't say it are still going to be there. And all of the people on Twitter going, Actually, I mean, he couldn't even start for a bad team three years ago, and they're all going to have the same shit. Nothing has changed. I've, that's what that the people on the people after this. Yeah, that still is like I'm still not going to watch right. because no. the the fact that they were colluding against him, and make no mistake, they were. The fact that they were colluding against him tells you that all the the announcers and stuff who were carrying weight for the league with the uh, the bullshit stories of, yeah. well, he's just not that good. Mm-hmm. Or, he just doesn't fit this system or just this or just that. And, okay, so they, they stuck with that story for a while. Then shit quarterbacks started getting signed. Yeah. <laughs> so then they couldn't really say that anymore. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them got signed. You yeah. know, so then this story couldn't say. Then it became, well, he was at the end of his career and he was at and it, but then Tom Brady's playing and he's fucking ninety two. But then it was also the other the more nefarious shit, which and Tom Brady's an anomaly, but there's yeah. a more nefarious shit of like actually Cleveland offered him a contract and he said no. Like yeah. No, fake stories. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, Denver. John John Elway said that he didn't want to play here. You know, which is not really what Elway said. Yeah. but people twisted it. So a lot of that shit. Like, if your boycott is for the attitudes of the league toward a guy protesting, that's still there. I know, and that's you know? why I'm not. I can't fuck with the league. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not even the just the league. It's everybody. <laughs> you know, it's fans. It's announcers. It's people who are even on his side. Right. Who are still even on his side, man? He I cut his hair. Fuck the fuck this league, but I'm still I'm still gonna watch. It's a yeah. giant fucking circus. And the thing is, since I stopped, 
I mean, this is just a self-serving reason, but my life's gotten a lot better. That's one-seventh of my week I have yeah. back in terms of, That's like, nine saying. hours we not carbo-loading. Once people learn that... They don't miss it. That it's not to be missed. Yeah. That you can accomplish more stuff. That's it. You don't... The big thing, like I've said, is that you you... You notice how ingrained football is into our society. You can't get away from it. It's no. crazy. It's insane. I'm not even watching it. I know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime yeah. I check Twitter on a Sunday, I can find out who the new quarterback right. that's right. stinking it up right. for my old Redskins right. Right. is. Right. Well, I can see the one play, yeah. you know. Yeah. But support the NFL? Mm-mm. No way. I can't, fu- I can't fuck with them. No, I'm just fucking. As a, just as a group. I'm like, you people are disgusting. Yeah, I'm Nick Nolte in North Dallas 40. This point. <laughs> well, just when the ball comes and hits him in the chest, mm-hmm. he's like, I can't even Goodbye. catch the ball anymore. That's it. He throws it to him and just hits him in the chest. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm out. Andy barely watches, and he's a huge risk. Yeah, I, I used watches. to not want to miss a play. Like, I wouldn't even. Neither did I. I wouldn't go I to anyone's house to watch yeah, because you might to miss do a it play. here. I, yeah, but you I, would come here. People would come here. I would. Uh, I would watch every Redskins game for sure. But there was a phase where I was just in front of the TV all day. Right, all day. I would be and, me and my wife just in front of the TV all day because yeah. we both watch football and it did bother her because that was something we would do together on Sundays. That's that's or kind of the issue. Yeah. The opposite say. issue. My wife does not watch football, yeah. so she just. I was just. She has two days off a week. She works long hours. Right. And for several months, I'm just away for right, one of those days, right. and so I had to like pull back. Like, oh, yeah, what am I doing? I can't, I can't watch the one o'clock, four o'clock, the highlights, yep. then the night game, while having an, a tablet over here refreshing one fantasy league, right. my phone over here refreshing another one. It's exhausting. Yeah, and so I kind of pulled back first just to watching only the Redskins games, and now I've pulled back to like dabbling and it's it's a combination of all the one they, they're terrible it's not exciting i don't like the concussion thing i don't like the kaepernick thing i still check in though i still sort of i'm aware mm-hmm. vaguely this past season was probably the least i've watched football ever and like and i didn't even you know no reason to watch i didn't even know who the redskins were playing the next day until like saturday night right i wasn't like keeping up with it i wasn't following right. all the local you know articles and and tweets and all that stuff I was like, oh, that's yeah. I don't even know what time they're playing. Who are they playing tomorrow? Oh, okay, maybe I'll, oh, I don't want to watch that game. Maybe I'll record that one, watch it later. And if they were to get great again, I don't know how. I'd probably watch more, but I don't know that I'd be back to where I was. Well, you don't got to worry yeah. about that. They ain't getting well, great no time soon. Until Dan Snyder dies. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. They ain't getting mm-hmm. great no time soon. You got nothing to worry about. Unless uh, unless he decides to sell it. I was it. explaining to a woman at the job why there's so many black Cowboys fans in the D.C. Area. Yeah. And uh, she was like uh, at the gym. She was like, I don't, I didn't know what was my black. And this white guy was joking with her. And I told her, I'll tell you later. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Mm. Well, the reason why, for those who don't know, if you don't live, if you live in the DC area, you know that there are a lot of black Dallas Cowboy fans in this area. And Chad Heft. And Chad Heft, yeah. Who's white. And huh. He might be for the same reason, though. The reason why is because <laughs> George Allen, the original owner of, I don't know, was he the original No, George owner? Allen wasn't the owner. George Preston Marshall. That's it. No. George Preston Marshall. Yeah. Was George Allen? He was a coach. He was a coach. He was the over-the-hill yeah. gang coach. When they yeah. went to the Super Bowl, I think, in 72, he was the coach. George Preston Marshall was a segregationist racist, a hardcore racist. He used to have marching bands that played Dixie. 
Yeah. That kind of shit. He didn't he was friends with the owner with the owners of the Red Sox. Red Sox were the last team in baseball to integrate. The Redskins were in Boston first. Right. They were the Boston Braves, so they had the Boston connection <laughs> with the Red Sox. Right. So it was this he's this terrible, terrible racist. And everybody black in this town knew that. So who was their rival? Cowboys. Cowboys. Bam. I'm voting I'm supporting their rival. <laughs> Bang, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Pass it down to your children. Pass it down to... I'm supporting now, their the, There are a lot of black Redskins fans. Yeah, there, there are, are now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and also, the, the other thing, which is more superficial, but in the 80s when the Redskins were an elite team, and you couldn't escape Redskins fever every right. year. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of rebellion in general. Like, I mean, fuck the Redskins. Yeah. Which yeah, is maybe yeah, where yeah. Chad went. I yeah. don't know if that's where Chad, why he became a Cowboys Maybe fan. Maybe he didn't like the fact that he was a hardcore segregationist. I think he was a child. And the and the, uh, <laughs> the playing of Dixie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was the Dixie part. Listen, if you're as a as a anything you're playing Dixie, you're it's like wearing a MAGA hat. Come on, man. Right. We know what you're doing. Right. Yes. Try my story. Put some clothes on, girl. You've been in pajamas all day. So? <laughs> <laughs> it's Three-day weekend, man. Sunday. Yeah, three-day weekend. Go ahead. Is that, does there school tomorrow? Or? No. No, they got school off. Mm-hmm. President's Day. President's Day. No, they're out. You know, so that's Lazy why. Sunday. Yeah, but the, the, the NFL's always been fucked one way or the other. Yeah. From, from what I can see. Yeah, I think Bobby Mitchell was the first black Redskins player, and then he had to get traded here. He was Jim Brown's backup. I think in Cleveland. It was a whole thing like Cleveland would only carry two black players at a time. I think that was Bobby Mitchell. But it was a whole thing like when they first brought a black player here, it was like later than anyone else. You know why they carry two? So they could room together. Ah, uh, right. right. Pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> and um Did she? Oh well. Oh well. Chinese daughter. Go find something else. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. So yeah, it was a kind of a big deal when they signed their first first black player. I think mm-hmm. it was Bobby Mitchell. Yeah. Halfback. He's a Hall of Famer too. Back that was back when they, they had Hall mm-hmm. of Famers on the team. He's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Born in nineteen thirty five. Drafted in nineteen fifty eight by Cleveland. And then the Redskins got him in sixty two. Under pressure to integrate the team by the Washington Post and the federal government. Dad was leading the charge of that? Maury Povich's dad. No shit. Shirley Povich. Povich. He led the charge for um, integration of sports. Wow. He was a big, big proponent of sports integration. And he was leading the charge, leading the charge, leading the charge. It was the Washington Post through Shirley Povich coming after him. So it was supposed to be Ernie Davis. Who got drafted, but then Preston Marshall clandestinely traded the rights to Davis to the Cleveland Browns for Bobby Mitchell and Leroy Jackson. Yeah, and Davis had leukemia, Leukemia. unbeknownst to anyone at the time of the draft. He was something, The Train. They made a movie about him, The Train or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he played football at Syracuse. Jim Brown recruited him to go to Syracuse and play. Yeah, and play there, the be the running back there to train something like that, and then it was after he graduated. I think he won the Heisman. Yeah, I think he's the first black person. Yeah, first, first black player won the Heisman mm-hmm. because 61. it should have been Jim Brown. Here's another thing: Jim Brown 
the year Jim Brown should have won the Heisman, which would have been any year he was playing. Um, right. Dick Ebersol's was it Dick Ebersol's dad? The Elmira Express. The That's Express. It. The Express. The movie. Was it somebody's dad? Somebody's writer's dad quit voting on the uh, Heisman because he they didn't give the Jim Brown. He was like, "Fuck this! I'm never." This is corny. You people are just stupid. I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Ernie Davis died at age 23. Yeah, leukemia. Uh, Heisman winner drafted. Never played, I guess. First black Heisman winner. Yeah. Wow. Almost immediately traded to Cleveland and then diagnosed with leukemia the summer of 1962. Died less than a year later. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, well, leukemia was no joke at that time. It's no mm-hmm. joke now, also. Right. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> joke disease. Bring it on, leukemia. I don't care. <laughs> joke disease. You got that for me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there are a lot of Cowboys fans in the area. In in DC, which and there are also a lot of bandwagon Cowboys fans because they were a glamour they team were in the seventies for the seventies and nineties. Yeah, so we get a lot of that. There's a lot of those, you know, those people who like they like their favorite team is the Lakers and the Cowboy in the mm-hmm. in basketball Cowboys and football. You know, baseball they love the Yankees. Hey, I'm Pistons for basketball. That's because of the bad boys. Here all we go with Jesse Sm- Smollett yeah. again. Just came up. Okay. More. Jesse Smollett, case to go to grand jury. Mm. Against him? Cops. Oh, shit. Get this out of here. Is he going to be indicted? We're recording on Sunday. So this, this is TMZ. Who knows? Okay. By the time you guys hear this. Cops doubt MAGA comment because Trump's folks don't watch Empire. I, that's mm. that's what I was saying kind of getting out on Monday. It's like they have to recognize him and know he's from Empire. I don't know if I believe and that. And be walking around with bleach and a rope. I don't know if I believe that. Or they were stalking they, him ahead of time. If you don't watch Empire. Yeah, don't that, that one, I don't. I don't know. I think some of them do. Shit. Exactly. So do I. So I don't. Too broke to have cable. That to me seems, again, <laughs> this is the... This is the uh, the Chicago PD, that's where you go with it. Well, they don't They don't watch that, obviously. I mean, I know I'm one of them. What? What'd you just say? Mm. Nothing. Mm-mm. So they watch it in spite of the gay guy on the show? I mean, I think they might watch it with a heavy will, heart, but they they'll make They will watch it because, it because in their mind it shows black people acting ridiculous. Or that. So they will watch it for that. And this is assuming that uh, that it's not the Nigerian guys? Yeah. You know, because if it's the Nigerian guys, that changes everything, obviously. Because they knew him already. They wouldn't have to watch the show. One of them was on the show as an extra. I don't know. Well, we're recording on Sunday, so by yeah. Thursday, it'll be um, yeah, it'll be like 10 more versions of the story. So as we were saying about Kaepernick, uh, good, good. Uh, he broke the league. He didn't break them, but he broke them on this. They blinked. He didn't. Yeah. He stared them in the face, and they they blinked. You're talking about a league with unlimited unlimited funds, and uh, he pushed them down. So, so as, he, as Andy said, that discovery was going to be a bitch. Well, there was going to be a lot of emails that, <laughs> that had to be released. Discovery was going to be a bitch. Can't delete all of them. Because <laughs> you send it, someone got it. You delete it on your end. Yeah. <laughs> you still got that shit. And yeah, I bet there will be emails, text messages, all the mm-hmm. communications where it's like, so uh, we're not signing this guy, right? I know. You know, or I'm saying this guy, 
could have been other words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And what, what else we were talking about last night, Some there might be some other shit in those probably. emails that Con- they said. Concussions. It could be, yeah, it could be. Women. Yeah, it could <laughs> be a lot of stuff. It could be just, uh, just crass mm-hmm. NFL owners mm-hmm. with their locker room talk. Yeah. That would come out. Discussions of Trump and how they don't like what's yeah. going on with him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Oh, I'm sure a lot of Fuck that. Fuck that guy. That kind of that kind of talk. All the son of the son of a bitch thing, when then all the yeah. everyone knelt for a week, including Jerry Jones. Right. Like that whole I bet there's a ton of emails about that shit. Like, do you see this fuckboy Jerry Jones over there? Like yeah. it would even if it was just gossip, yeah. It would cause discord in the league to have all that stuff aired out. out. You know, so mm-hmm. they're like, let's just let's just quietly yeah. Pay him off. Pay him off. And someone leaked out, you know, at least a number for the millions. Yeah. Kaepernick, Kaepernick may not even want to play again. That's the thing. He may not. He says he does. Yeah. That's one thing he has been saying. He's like, yeah, I want to play. Yeah. Gary Clark Jr., I played Saturday Night Live last night. My life is different now. Call me sir. <laughs> Don't look me in the eye when I walk past you. And only blue M&M's in my dressing room. <laughs> oh, he's sold out, man. He's a diva now. Sold out, man. God, diva. Claude used to be like a cool guy, man. <laughs> sold out, man. <laughs> I'm about to lose this phone, Andy. You're going to so have to take over. Katy Perry did a blackface thing. This is the new- Her shoes. Blackface is a new black. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just shows you how blackface has been everywhere for so long. We just never say anything about it. Katy Perry's shoes pulled after blackface backlash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the shoes? Did you see them? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's some, some cartoonish black shit. Now, there's mm-hmm. apparently, and I saw a picture, there's like a a white person version. It's like a flesh-colored, white flesh-colored. Um, and then there's these other ones that have like, they're black and they have like big, big red ass lips. Big-ass red lips. And eyes on shoes. Yeah. Which seems like, first of all, even if there was no problematic color scheme, Who's gonna wear that? It looks terrible. Some like some kid, some Katy Perry fan. Yeah, some child. Uh, first, it was Prada, then Gucci. That's another one, mm-hmm. which Floyd Mayweather tried to defend. Uh, well, I was just having a back and forth with somebody about about his the letter that he didn't write. Yeah, I read that letter. There's a lot of problems with that letter. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. We get to that in a second. But first, it was Prada, then it was Gucci. Gucci had the turtleneck thing that comes up over your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, it has big red lips. Big ass red lips. <laughs> black, black with big ass red lips. Come right. on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Now pop star Katy Perry, who, yes, is apparently a fashion designer, aren't they all, is in the hot water for selling shoes that evoke, intentionally or not, the racist imagery. The style in question, a pair of mules and some high-heeled sandals feature eyes and big red lips resembling minstrel makeup. TMZ reports that retailers, Dillard's and Walmart will pull the offending styles. They're already on shelves, I guess. Mm-hmm. But not the whole line from their stores after facing social media backlash. The incident comes just days after uh, Lux label Gucci pulled a turtleneck featuring a mouth cover with a wide red lips from its website. In December, Prada incited anger with a range of accessories featuring black characters with oversized lips. And then... What was it H and M last year that had the monkey mm-hmm. coolest yeah, monkey in absolutely. the jungle? Here's the thing about that: our appearance has always been a joke to them. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Our appearance, our appearance, and by our appearance, I mean black people. Our appearance has always been a joke to them. Big lips, big eyes. Um, there's nothing like a, a bug-eyed black person to get people to. Oh, look, he looks surprised. You know, right? It, it's always been a, it's always been a joke to them. So of course. 
they don't it's so much it's so much ingrained into the culture that they don't even see it anymore and just like oh, here's what we're gonna do we're gonna make a, a black turtleneck that you put over your face that has big ass red lips right just big ass red lips really why would you do that it's funny why is it funny yeah <laughs> why, why is it funny you see what I'm saying? It's just we are to be joke. We are a punchline for the culture. Uh, the way we look, uh, the way we talk, uh, the way we dress, the way we carry ourselves, the way we love each other. We are a punchline for the culture. It's just now that people are calling people out for. Although we've been calling people out for years, I don't know who all of a sudden now people are catching up to us, and not even that much. But I, right. I don't know. I, I don't know where that where it's coming from. I can't say that it's social media because these images have been broadcast for you. Maybe it is social media now. Some things it is social media, but something like this, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. I think it is a lot because it's, it's instantaneous, like all social media. So you just get an image, you're like bang, and then a whole bunch of people you follow that are against it or support it or whatever, you get to see who's who. Like there's this guy, Adrian. Am I saying the name right, there, Adrian Leon Talley? Huh? Am I saying the name right, Adrian Leon Talley? Andre Leon Talley. Andre, yeah, see. <laughs> so there's, ah. a, there's a, a, a what did he do? What's his what's his bona fides? Come up here and say his bona fides for me before I go I into this. Well, just who who just said I don't know all his bona fides. Then she runs the list. <laughs> <laughs> Come up here and say his bona fides for me. Give me the give me what he's got. Creative what now? He was like. It was like the creative director, a creative director of Vogue or something like that. You all, you've probably seen him. You don't know. He's a swagger-filled black man who worked in fashion for years, you know. Mm-hmm. And even he he has a thing on Netflix right now, which is very interesting to watch. If you're going to look to carry yourself with some kind of swagger, I would recommend his swagger. <laughs> it's goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> goddamn ridiculous. Ridiculous, mm-hmm. <laughs> big ass dude. He, he sits on. He was on Ari Melber's show with the puffy oh, jacket yeah. on. He had a big, he had a big red puffy on. Oh, I think I did see that. And him uh, and Liz yeah, Winstead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there with that white lady, right? Liz Winstead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From we're the Daily about, Show, yeah. talking about how a congressman dress. Yeah. And they were. He was talking about that in fashion. Like he was one of the only black people that was employed, and he was really like. Like they bring something like that to him and be like, you're not fucking, we're not putting that out. Mm. Are you stupid? We're not, <laughs> we're not putting that out. No way. Right. <laughs> you know? Why? Why not? Well, why do you think? You know, you're funny, it's, man. It's cool. <laughs> you know, he was one of the, one of the first people to really do that because they don't have anybody black in the industry. Certainly not nobody black like him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I assume they got a couple of Floyd Mayweathers who are just trying to get along to get along. Girl. <laughs> You know. I'm gonna sit on my yacht. Yeah. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you want to read his thing? Well, I don't have the whole. Did you post it on Facebook? Or did I'm someone else? Pretty post sure it? I did. Yeah, because Ayana was. Uh, all right, let me find it. Questioned me about it, but I did post it. Because first of all, Floyd Mayweather was like spotted by TMZ, and he said, "I'm gonna go get on my yacht and live life. I don't care about you know boycotts because right, right, right. people were talking about boycotting Gucci." Um. 
I don't know if I Spike see. was like, let's boycott Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming Spike wears Gucci. I don't see it on your page, actually. Point. I know it was there because I was just having a discussion with uh, Ayana. I post a lot of stuff, so. Well, I'm like the more recent posts. There's uh, the yeah. most recent post is. That was last night. Last night at the draft house. Before that. It was before that. It was within the last like day or two, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of posts here. Yeah, I post a lot of stuff. <laughs> Youth wrestling tournament fight. Oh, hilarious. Fight. White folks. <laughs> um, there it is, Floyd Mayweather. Okay. <laughs> so Floyd caught a lot of heat for yeah. the I'm not going to boycott. 50 Cent posted a picture of him with the turtleneck thing over his mouth and the big red lips, you know, yeah. and all that. T.I. made a diss track. Yeah. T.I. made a diss track. Um, and then Floyd Mayweather on February 15th posted this. Floyd Mayweather, who allegedly can't read yeah uh, <laughs> posted this Allegedly. on facebook <clears throat> in light of the most current boycott and digital outrage just right off the bat <laughs> as floyd mayweather ever in his life used the use the phrase in light of i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> in I, light of or outrage <laughs> yeah he's not really a guy who's that who gives things a second thought usually <laughs> yeah you know I wanted to take the time to address a couple of issues that I myself have trouble wrapping my mind around. You really, Floyd? You have trouble <laughs> wrapping your mind around that? <laughs> for instance, why would we as a people agree to a temporary boycott of Gucci for merely three months if what was done caused so much strife? I can tell you right there to stop because that would give Gucci an <laughs> um, opportunity to act right inside of three months and then you reassess at the end of three months. Right. Whew, okay. And who's to say it was so much strife? It no, was no. something that never hit the shelves, and then they got dragged for it. Yeah. So maybe it was three months worth of strife. Yeah, maybe. You know? <laughs> like it was, whatever. <clears throat> Why wouldn't we agree to a permanent boycott of Gucci? Well, you get on your yacht, so you're not even in Yeah, you don't. <laughs> Why wouldn't we agree? And this is one of those all or nothing things. Yeah, some of us have. I don't really yeah. fuck with Gucci like that. This is one of those all or nothing things. Well, you didn't do everything 100%. So right. at 99%, it might as well be 0%. Why wouldn't we agree to a permanent boycott of Gucci as well? That's because you just want Gucci to act right. Yeah. All other merchandise to fall under the Kering ownership, such as YSL, uh, Balenciaga. I'm sure he knows. He knows all about Balenciaga. Laurent, Balencia. Uh, Balenciaga, Alexander McQueen, and more. I'm I'll sure tell you why. He knows all about their. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you why. It's because in this day, celebrities and failing artists pick and choose the hottest trending topic as a means of seeking attention and using fake advocacy. A failing a, artist like Spike Lee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, failing. See, uh, nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> a failing, failing uh, artist like him? Also, using uh, trends to increase your visibility is Floyd Mayweather's career. <laughs> <laughs> all, he th- all he does is manipulate media. <laughs> What's he talking about? Um, they're using the trending topics as a means of seeking attention and using a fake advocacy as their platform when their talent no longer benefits them. It's common knowledge that these luxury brands aren't being purchased on a large scale by the black communities that you portray you're advocating for. Where did you get this commonality from? Well, the- first of all, also, so what? <laughs> so it's cool if a bunch of white people walk around with blackface turtlenecks? Yes. Like what? I mean, boycotting maybe because he's saying black people don't buy that much is not going to cause 
a, an issue economically for Gucci, but does that it's mean you shouldn't? Gonna, but it's definitely going to bring awareness to the issue. Right. And does, does that mean you shouldn't? Yeah. Like, oh, well, not a lot of people are boycotting, so no one should boycott. Again, it's yeah. all or nothing. Yeah. And that brings awareness. The, the fact that black people are boycotting and yeah. we're talking about it brings awareness to it. Right. Brings awareness. Um, also, uh, in, in what Floyd is basically saying is um, it's like, like a boxing thing. Like, Duck the fight, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, well, he's this, done that. The Gucci is uh, not a big deal in your world, so duck the fight. Duck no. the fight. Yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's like he ducks fighters. Um, it's common knowledge, on and on. Yet, yet you use the emotions of our people that are already suffering with countless issues within their own home front that you conveniently, like their husband beating them, uh, <laughs> that you conveniently pay no regard or respect to. How do you, again? How do you know these people don't pay this regard nor respect to? What are you talking about? Yeah, especially since he's not that aware. As if one can't do one can't do another. And what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, other than beating the shit out of your children's mothers, what are you doing? Well, I've seen him take pictures where he's got like stacks of money on his bed. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so he's doing that. that. <laughs> he's throwing things or, money around, or getting into bed with a racist to make more money. Right. <laughs> Who's right. He, what race is he getting in bed? Conor with? McGregor. Oh, that oh, whole the whole yeah, 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 yeah. the whole uh, promotional aspect of that fight was just Conor McGregor doing and saying racist shit and Floyd flying on planes with him. I'm, we're gonna sell this fight, man. He says the same celebrities stirring the pot over brands that they, without a doubt, will continually buy. How do you know that again? Oh, how do you know that? Right. Are the same artists that inject rap lyrics fueled with drugs, murder, and sexual promiscuity into the very black communities you're pretending to care so much about? That's at 50 Cent and T.I. Yeah. That's a, that's a shot at them. Yeah. Um, that he didn't write, by the way. Right. Of because you listened to that music, Floyd. You were listening to it as you hit your woman. Yeah. Some lawyer who doesn't care about the black community yeah. decided to use that as the fulcrum for this whole thing. Right. These same celebrities are proud, deadbeat fathers. This is, this Again, is some, this we're is saying his diss this, track. We're saying this, we're talking, and Floyd Mayweather is, say, is calling somebody else a proud, deadbeat yeah, father. Right. Proud He's on record fathers. of beating up one of his, his children's mothers right in front of the child. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfaithful husbands using their platforms to rally the Again, troops. so this is Floyd Mayweather <laughs> 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 calling people unfaithful. Against luxury brands yet. Have been the prime contributors contributors of influencing the destruction of our people by way of their musical content and imagery. What have you done to counter that destruction? Well, I guess this this letter is a little late, but he's doing it. Yeah. Should we boycott their music and record and record labels as well, or do we this learn? Has been, this has been called for. Do we learn to communicate and bring solutions to the problems we're facing as a whole? What so? What problems are we facing? But that's what he's saying. Like. Uh, He's talking about the whole, and Gucci is not part of the whole, so it has to be all or nothing. Right. You can't just, on your own, decide, I don't like what they're doing, and I want to tell people that. As a retired, wealthy, and successful man that has promoted a drug and alcohol-free lifestyle, yes, (laughs) I don't think he's promoted it. No, No. he hasn't. Um, He never said say no to drugs. I am a connoisseur of fine quality and top-of-the-line brands. However, unlike many of these, quote, new money celebs, I never forgot new money like you. (laughs) Well, unlike them, (laughs) decades before Dapper Dan became a designer for Gucci, I supported his work and creativity consistently and never stopped. What did you support his work with? You didn't have no money. (laughs) What are you talking about? How long, Petey? How long has Dapper Dan been in the game? (laughs) That's all the way back to Salt and Pepper. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Mitch Green got knocked at, uh, knocked out in front of Dapper Dan in eighty. You were like four. <laughs> you were like four. Oh, wait, he's forty now. Mayweather, he's forty. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. there. Yeah, he was born in like seventy eight, seventy nine, probably. Dapper Dan's been in the game since the seventies. What are you talking about? Uh, and and by the way, Dapper Dan got sued by those same exact houses. Gucci, all those people sued Dapper Dan. He says, decades before Dapper Dan became a designer for Gucci, I supported his work and creativity consistently and never stopped. Not many of you can say that. Most you, of you can't say that. <laughs> decades? Most of you took your money into the same high-end boutiques and didn't think twice about leaving our brother and legendary designer behind. Who un- did that? Until <laughs> Gucci put their stamp back Once on Once again, him. can you run me a list of people who, who was... Fucking with Dapper Dan, wouldn't that be pretty much every rapper, every New York rapper, New York. <laughs> every New when? York rapper uh, until G Rap? <laughs> Dapper Dan didn't start having problems until that industry started fucking with Dapper Dan. It wasn't right. because of black people not supporting Dapper Dan. That's insane. <laughs> that is an Ooh. insane statement. Until Gucci put their stamp back on him, and that's where your hypocritical outrage should be. Again, line, that's a lie of a statement. That statement is not true. Bottom line, if you know better, do better. Okay, Start with your own homes and the content that you mass produce and sell to your very own. Take a look at how you're representing your people first before asking someone else to do so. Why can't you do both? Yeah. And how are you representing us, Floyd? That's one of those like, bef- let's stop Let's stop black on black crime before we stop white yeah. on black crime. Yeah. Yeah. So now Floyd is Mr. Respectability Politics? Basically. You know? And, and see, that's how you know some but white what he's also saying, He's also saying get mad at Gucci for this, not that. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're still mad at Gucci. Right. Maybe you're boycotting for some other reason, but he's saying you have to match reasons. And that was all like a subliminal disc to mm-hmm. 50 Cent and T.I. And him and 50 Cent have been beefing for a while, right? Isn't 50 Cent yeah. the one that said he can't read? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that was his big trump card against Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. Ask him to read some shit, right? <laughs> um, I've been supporting Dabber Dan for decades. What? You've only been on Earth 4? Yeah. Trust me. You only had money for the last two. <laughs> what you been? What are you talking about? Yeah, Dapper Dan. I think he had a statement or something too, didn't he? No, he did. He, he said, "We have to learn to earn." What happened to all the black fashion brands that failed since the '80s? Was it because they didn't get black support, or was it because they didn't know the business? Do you expect our young black designers to spend thirty plus years mastering fashion by teaching themselves as I did? How do you expect them to compete with the big brands if they don't really know the business? They need jobs and internships within these big brands so they can learn and then branch mm-hmm. out on their own. Many young people think a T-shirt design with a logo is a fashion business, when in reality the business of fashion is so much broader and more complex than that. I studied my ass off to master this business. Live your dream. Don't let other people's feelings stop you. Take advantage of the chance to learn. All you haters, get out of the way of our young people. Embrace change. For those that want to continue to hate Gucci and boycott, you are entitled to do as you please. But if anyone should be boycotted, it's the brands that won't give our young people an opportunity to learn. Now, is Gucci giving them an opportunity? Because it doesn't seem to me that Gucci has black people hanging around. And if you do bring a black person in, are you integrating them in or are you assimilating them in? That's two different things. If you're integrating them in, that means you're bringing them in and you're learning from them as they're learning from you. If you're assimilating them in, you bring them in, you do this. It's our way of the highway. It's our way of the highway. 
the integration and the simulation are two different things. And he says, what is it? The meeting is over. I guess he met with Gucci and he said, it's now time for Gucci to announce how they plan to make amends for what they did. We had some of the See? best minds from the corporate world participating and experts in inclusivity and accountability. 90% people of color. They made great demands. It's time for Gucci to answer. That's supposed to happen today. Once we've received an answer, I will be announcing a town hall meeting in Harlem for us to talk about how we feel about what they have proposed. See, now here's the thing. Now, so he He's he's name checking, he's name checking Dapper Dan Floyd and shit like that. Yeah. Now, if if we're talking about sides here, Dapper Dan is on the Ti. Yeah. And Fifty Cent side. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so if we're talking sides, Dapper Dan ain't with you. Mm. <laughs> well, also, Dan is with us. Let's say it like that. What Floyd is saying is Gucci was with Dapper Dan. So they did something right. Yeah, no. They were uh, doing wrong by Dapper Dan. Yeah, but they they brought him back or whatever. <laughs> and they so I was with Dapper Dan, and he's cool with Gucci, and I'm cool with them because they're cool with him. That's that's all he has, really. Right. You know? There's really nothing else to it. And I personally don't care about high fashion. I don't know anything about Dapper Dan. I don't care about his designs. It's not high fashion. I'm guy. not buying those the suits things. are nice. Yeah, they yeah. are. The I'm not are, I'm not buying nice. those things. I don't I wouldn't know a nice suit from a terrible suit. Yeah. But that's not it has nothing to do with any of this other stuff. I know. This is a different thing, which is what Dan is is, is yeah. talking about. Bringing people in. We, you need to get black kids into internships. You need to get black kids into the industry. Come and talk with us about this. Well, how mm-hmm. you're fucking up, Gucci. Right. You've been fucking up for years. I've been right. telling you this. For years you've been fucking up. <laughs> you know, that's what Dan is talking about. I don't know what the fuck Floyd. Floyd is on some respectfully bothers bullshit. Floyd is trying to find a high road yeah. against... Uh, Floyd's concern is not this blackface controversy at all. Floyd's concern is getting a W against 50 Cent and T.I. Right. So he's going to use whatever he can to build up himself as better than them. And he's going to just use their lyrics. You know, like, what's corrupting today's youth? Rap lyrics. Floyd Mayweather says, you know, it's been one of those things. And so he's not, his goal is not the betterment of the black community or, or uh, how things are represented or anything. His goal is like, you know, a clapback. Right against Fifty Cent because they the got meantime, guys like Dan, Andre Leon Talley, uh, Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks. That's all I can name off the top of my head. Have been talking about uh, Russell Simmons, I guess. Have been talking about the racism in the fashion industry for years. They've mm-hmm. been t- literal decades. They've been talking about it because yeah. they've been and they've been there for decades and pushing back and fighting back against it, which is why. Russell made his own fashion line. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as embraced as it should have been, in my opinion. You know, and then uh, Diddy mm-hmm. followed along behind him and made his fashion line. You know, uh, I thought the Fat Farm clothes were okay. I liked the sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the sweaters. I thought that I wore a couple pairs of the shoes. Mm-hmm. I jeans, guess the uh, jeans didn't really fit me that never good. Never did it for me. I don't the jeans know. didn't really fit me that good. Fubu was uh, a big one. Well, yeah. that's by us for a while. Yeah. Carl Kanai. But you got to figure. Was you nice. got to figure that the other big fashion houses, if they don't want you to be a part of the shit, you ain't gonna be part of it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. So you're fighting against that, and then the clothes you're making now are are, are into a very niche market. Mm. Right. Fubu, who wears Fubu? Us. Yeah. For us, by us. You know. Now that turtleneck thing, 
even if it was just like a solid color with no big red lips, I would still think that's ridiculous. I would never wear it. Yeah. Like, would people, is that a thing? People, just because Gucci sells it, like, people go ahead and buy uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. People see that yeah. logo and just say, bam. Because it looks terrible. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a, looks like a child designed it. Gucci, Gucci would, Dapper Dan would take a Gucci element and incorporate it into a hip hop style. Right. So he would pre- he was the one like uh, Gucci boots and and uh, girls incorporating Gucci with like a fat gold chain and stuff like that. Right. Guys wearing Gucci sw- sweatsuits and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Guys weren't wearing Gucci until then. Oh, he was damn. he would dress people in certain things and, and layer stuff and stuff like that. Then then Gucci started coming for him because black people started wearing their shit and they didn't like it. Right. You know. Right. Shit like that, as well as his own designs. You know, so but for Floyd Mayweather, what a piece of shit! He's, uh, I've been with him for decades, man. You've only been on this earth for four. <laughs> <laughs> you were ten, and two of with those no decades money. are the decades when you've had money. So what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> I guess that's plural. Decades, <laughs> plural. <laughs> two. <laughs> Two's more than one. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> you piece of shit. I live a drug and alcohol free lifestyle. There's well, no problems in my home. So you just beating up? You just beating up women sober? That's yep. what you're doing. That means he can't go to rehab next time he does it. He <laughs> yeah. can't do the fake celebrity rehab. Yeah, like, oh, I, I just, uh, I realized I got a problem. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> the problem is not beating women. It's a, it's alcohol. That's alcohol. the problem. I'm going to uh, go get some rehab. You know, you know I found God. <laughs> You're so good to your children and your, and your mate. Didn't he, did, uh, uh, you know who would know about this is uh, Rod. Didn't he have a... Didn't he bust a woman up and she had an abortion or something like yeah. that? On, didn't, didn't that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember an article I about know, that. Am I, am I talking out of my ass on that? I don't know. No, I think you're right. He punched her in the head. Let me make sure. Did he punch her in the head? I don't know. I don't know. She it's, had an abortion. Like She was like, I'm, I'm aborting your baby. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of run together. <laughs> so, there was one that was about a phone. Like He took her iPhone That's from the her. one that he went to jail for. Yeah. That's but he said, I'm paying for the iPhone or something. Yeah, and that's the one he went to jail for. She snapped, yeah, he snatched it he from her. In front of her kid, in front of their kid. Right. And uh, he went to jail for that one. Well, you know, while he Came was in out jail. out of jail, people still support him. He found God in jail. I just want to be part of the money team. Yeah. I talked to Manny Pacquiao. He told me all about God. Did he? And good conservative values. Did so he? now I, I'm. Okay, so what he did, he discussed his ex fiance's abortion. On social media, yeah, what a piece of shit! Oh, right. Said he didn't violate her privacy in doing it, saying we're too famous to be right. private. I wouldn't have not have never have known about it unless you told you said yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she wasn't talking about it. <laughs> so, in most places that when they go to get an abortion like that, that's uh, they keep that under wraps. Right. They don't talk about it. Yeah, I don't think she posted about it on yeah. Instagram. Right. She, she didn't make it. No, public. he did it. Well, you know, it's it's an easy scapegoat to say rap lyrics are ruining the community, but rap lyrics didn't cause Gucci to do blackface. Nope. Like that. Stay on topic, Floyd. Yeah. Like it's not. That's why you know he's just he's just salty about Fifty Cent and Ti flailing around. Yeah, it's like a Trump response. Like I said, black blackface, black features, black vernacular, black. Thing, we are a punchline. We have been a punchline for generations, all the way back to cartoons. That's what minstrel shows were, punchlines. Black people were punchlines. Cartoons, Mickey Mouse is based on a minstrel show. 
punchlines all through Tom and Jerry, uh, the black black mammy, the maid. Yeah, uh, they have the early episodes. They are still on YouTube, I think. Yeah, absolutely, they are. They don't. I don't think they're part of the DVD box sets. No, they anymore. don't sell them anymore. They took those out. Uh, the and Warner Brothers cartoons. Black people are punchlines. We were punchlines. Right. So, I'm supposed to believe that that stopped. All, all that just stopped. When did that stop? Seventies. Really? Mm. The eighties? <laughs> the nineties? When did well, it stop? Well, it stopped decades ago. <laughs> For decades. Decades. Now. Yeah. When did it stop? It didn't stop. <laughs> we're we're punchlines. Right up until Ralph Northam yep. as a, a graduate from college in Blackface because because black people school. are punch are punchlines. Yep. You know. Eighty four. I just realized What I about didn't... all the people in Whiteface, Andy? Yeah. Mm. What about white chicks? <laughs> and all the others. Yeah. What about white? Hey, what about the you cast know, of Dead Presidents? You know who I had to get at. You know who I had to get at online. Finesse Mitchell. Oh really? He mentioned white chicks. Oh, because he was doing like uh, let's yeah. not overreact situation. Yeah. What about what about? Which, I said, come on. I said, come on, man. Was that on Twitter? Yeah. I said, come on, man. There's no historical. There's no no historical relevance or weight attached to whiteface at all in our culture. Right. You know this. He liked it. He liked it. <laughs> I said, you know this. Come on, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. I was just starting a conversation. <laughs> Come on, man. Stop it. Try to start a dialogue over Don't here. allow people to do, no, do and say no dumb shit like that. <laughs> Come on. I can't say I've heard anybody, like in my presence at least, say that. Not oh, it's, that it's I doubt there. it, but I just. It's, it's out there. That's that's the usual. What about when Eddie Murphy did that one guy? Really? Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, Chappelle, White Chicks. Yeah. Those those three examples? I believe that's it. <laughs> you have those three examples. White Like Me, yeah. which was a satire. Um, White Like Me was a... Uh, oh, you're talking about Eddie Murphy's satire? Yeah. So if okay. you're going to go... I mean, because people will bring up Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, which is a satire. That's a satire on blackface. Right. Jesus Christ, you idiots. And a method actor who <laughs> is, is too methody. It's a satire on on people getting into blackface. Right. That's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole point of it was to point it out. Right. Good lord! So, but if you're gonna if you're gonna write that off a satire, then you got to write off Eddie Murphy as satire, right? It's for whiteface because that's the whole point of the sketch. Yeah, is the what would point? Yeah, um, Chappelle did the like the news guy, the white news guy. Um, and I guess, the, well, the wife swap thing. I don't know if that's that's really yeah. not. Nah, there's no whiteface. I mean, well, white face he just, in there. yeah. But did he did he put on me? Yeah, he did put on me. Yeah, did he? And then who is like the news anchor in that one sketch he put on? Was that the yeah. was that the reparation sketch? What and the guy was like, uh, oh, they're, yeah. they're playing dice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got, you're you going to work? Rick, this ain't, ain't my job. This is my truck. I bought <laughs> right. all these cigarettes cash. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then white chicks. Yeah. Which uh, no one saw anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't really matter. But that's the that's the breadth of, of black comedians doing white face, I think. And one of them is satire. So you have two left. That doesn't hold a candle to the decades right. of blackface right. that was done uh, starting in the 1800s. Right. Um, this other thing, did you guys see this West Virginia lawmaker? This that guy looks bumpkin. insane, man. His eyes he's, are weird. He's man. Blind. Which guy I think this? he's blind. This is what I've heard going around, okay. that he was blinded. He was talking shit to somebody or some people of color, and they kicked the shit out of him, and he ended up coming out of it blinded. Uh, well, he hates LGBT. Yeah, uh, among among activists. others. <laughs> Last one he made news about recently. 
Uh, Eric Porterfield is his name. This is him doing an interview, I think. The LGBTQ community expresses evil and hatred. Absolutely. The, the, they're the most evil-spreading and hate-filled group in this country. They're the closest thing to political terrorism in America. No question about it. He's wearing a MAGA hat. On the news, by the way. If they do not get their way, but it doesn't mean they attack Andy. people. They attack their businesses. Uh, they make it hard on people. Uh, they like, and, and I'm a little wise to their tricks. You know, like some of the emails that we're getting. Uh, a lot of these accounts are brand new accounts. Accounts. I think they're a systematic group because they're so small in number that try to make themselves bigger than they are, so that. When you get an email, you can't tell how new the account is. No, that's right? not how it works. There's no like this. It's not like Twitter where it says joined in such and such year. Gmail doesn't tell people how new an account. People is. pay attention to them, and they can extort uh, people economically. Uh, they can prey on people because of uh, things that maybe have happened in the past. And when people do not give them their way. They can't just go and live and let live. They have to attack. They have to ridicule, assault. Um, they're they're just really Sound to me a like he's talking about white country. America. Gra they grab <laughs> your backside. In our communities, uh, as a socialist organization. Oh, he's just throwing all the buzzwords out now. Mm -hmm. They're a socialist organization. So he caught some flack over that. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, he compared the LGBT community to the KKK. That was in a different uh, interview that he did. A member of the West Virginia House of Delegates is facing bipartisan criticism for a string of anti-LGBT statements, but the Republican lawmaker doesn't appear to be backing down. Delegate Eric Porterfield, who represents West Virginia's 27th district, has a history of anti-LGBT stances, but things came to a head last week during a House meeting over a proposed amendment to an anti-LGBT discrimination bill. During the February 6th meeting, Porterfield called the bill, which would include LGBT people as protected class under the state's Human Rights Act, bigoted, intolerant, and discriminatory. The LGBT is the most socialist group in the country, he contributed. Mm -hmm. They do not protect gays. There are, there are many gays they persecute if they do not line up with their social ideology. Uh, Porterfield had previously framed pushes for LGBT protections as a violation of free speech. Reaction to his comments was swift. On Thursday, House Democrats took turns condemning Porterfield for his comments. On Friday, West Virginia Democratic Party, he's a Democrat, issued a statement calling for Porterfield that to resign. It means nothing in West Virginia. No, yeah. it really doesn't. <laughs> it means nothing. West Virginia has no room for someone who expresses such hate, Chairwoman Belinda Biafor wrote. Uh, but Porterfield took the opportunity to double down on his statements on Friday he morning. Did. He called the offices of the Gazette Mail, which had published an article on the Democratic backlash, to his statements in the phone call, the news outlet reported Porterfield called his critics brutal monsters and called the LGBT community a terrorist group. He also compared them to the KKK. The LGBTQ is a modern-day version of the Ku Klux Klan without wearing the hoods with their antics of hate. Antics? <laughs> antics of hate. Yeah, those crazy gays get into their antics. Porterfield, Porterfield's office has not responded to CNN's calls and emails requesting comment. A day later, a few days later, the lawmaker continued his line of commentary during an interview where he said, that's the one where he wore the MAGA hat. Yeah. 
And when he said, well, I will address my daughter By the way, first. he wore a MAGA hat. He's a Democrat, right? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he, is, he, he is a Democrat so, right now. Yeah. Uh, he gave odd answers about when asked <laughs> what he would do if he had a son or daughter. This is always the classic question. If he had a son or daughter who was gay. And this is the weird thing he said. I, I could pull the clip of this. I'll just read it. Well, I will address my daughter first. Tie some cement around her feet and throw them in a lake. That's actually quite close. <laughs> I would take her for a pedicure. Okay. I'd, <laughs> I'd take her to get her nails done. All fuck? right. And see if she could swim. I'm sorry, what? Porterfield said while smiling. <laughs> if it was my son, I would probably take him hunting. Okay. <laughs> I would take him fishing. All right. Then I'd see if he could swim. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I just want to make sure they could swim, he said when asked to clarify his comments. Yeah, the reporter, I can You don't know if your children up. can swim? Um, yeah, he, he, knew, he had a little grin on his face when he said it. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of like a kid staring at a Native American? <laughs> kind of like a, a little taunt. Yeah, yeah. very similar. <laughs> That was very similar. You remember uh, the Simpsons? Here it is. Hold on. I got oh, the clip. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got the actual clip. You can see like the goofy ass grin on his face when he says this. Ask you this. Yes, ma'am. You have a adorable daughter and a precious son. Mm-hmm. What would happen if a few years from now, when they're teens, young adults, they came to you and said that they think that they might be gay or lesbian? Well, I will address my daughter first. As daughter. I would, uh, take her for a pedicure. Uh, take her to get her nails done and see if she could swim. If it was my son, I would probably take him hunting, I would take him fishing, and I'd see if he could swim. What do you mean? Is that shit-eating grin on his face? Mm-hmm. And you would see if they could swim. I just want to make sure they could swim. There it is again. What do you mean by that? that, 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 just, that that's it. I mean, I, I'd take him out to do activities. Follow-up okay. questions, reporter lady. Um, so uh, been- that's because she doesn't have the balls. When she ask, says, what do you mean by questions. that? You're talking about drowning people? She should, she should infer a meaning. Here's what I'm hearing. So I'm hearing that you you want to drown your children. You know, I don't know, like a rat in a tub? Is that? I just want to see if they could swim. So I'm, so I'm, I'm, you want to drown your children? Yeah. Do you want to, like, what do you mean swim? What do you, you throw them in the lake? See if they can swim? Throw them in the lake? You should know if your children can swim. It seems like yeah. you're threatening them. I know my daughter can swim. I right. paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, she better be able to swim. <laughs> I know that much. I know that much. <laughs> Well, it sounds to me like he's trying to give them a crash course in what their gender specific activities ought yeah. to be, and then see if they could swim. Means well, if they don't start acting like you know heterosexual, he's going to drown them or he'll right. make them sink. Right, yeah. right. Because, it, because it, girls don't hunt. Yeah, it no. reminded me of that Simpsons. And boys don't go getting pedicures nor manicures. Where Bart has like a gay adult friend. And Homer's afraid that he's going to turn Bart gay. Turning a game up. And so he takes Bart. He's like, what can can I do straight? You know, so he takes him in front of a cigarette (laughs) mailboard and just keeps him there for an hour. And then he's like, boy, what do you want to do? He's like, can I smoke some cigarettes? And he's like, cool. What do you want? And he's like, "Uh, anything slim. And he's like, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Virginia Slims. Don't. That that dude, Eric Porterfield, um, he's forty four years old. Yeah, Look he looks sixty five. Sack of shit! What a sack of shit! He, he looks really old. See what hate does to you? I guess it does. <laughs> sack of shit! Can't um, swim. He's been blind since losing his vision in an altercation in two thousand six. Yeah. So got let's click a, on that link. Got into those people of color. I'm pretty sure I've heard this. 
Um, Remember, he's the Democrat. Yeah. Out there with a Make America Great hat on. Okay, this is like a, a local article from December 25th of 2018 when he was about to take over this seat. He just took it over. You can learn something about Eric Porterfield by reading the writing on the wall, literally. A Bible verse, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Sits in black text on a, this is going to be a, a flowery version of the story. Porterfield, 44, was elected in November. Um, having lost vision after, in an altercation 12 years ago, Porterfield said he still hasn't learned to get around well. Okay, so where's the altercation? Oh, they won't say. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, you know why they won't say? Because he started it. <laughs> That's yeah. why they ain't going to stay. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a, a fluff piece when he was just taking office. Uh, so he got into some altercations. Is that? Uh... That's the story I heard. Yeah. Well, let's see if the Wikipedia has something about that. Hey, he was he's uh, he's born the same year as me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, if you get some hate in Saudi, you too could look a fat tub of shit. Yeah, we're the same <laughs> age, me and this guy. You're, well, he's forty five. He's forty four. Jeez. I'm forty four. He he was born November. Of seventy four, I was born in September of seventy four. How old are his kids? I don't know. Like You're older than yeah. him, Jesus. <laughs> uh, he's born. He's from Princeton, West Virginia. <laughs> the other Princeton, the good Princeton, yeah, the good Princeton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wikipedia page. I'm looking for any reference to what happened to his eyes. Um, Porterfield has not discussed the cause or nature of the altercation. Okay. In 2006, at age 32, he was blinded as a result of a head injury received in a physical altercation. Porterfield has not discussed the cause or nature of the altercation, noting, I can't fully get into all the details of it because there are still some stuff pending. There's still some stuff pending, but a major altercation with a multitude of men ended up leaving me instantaneously blind on December the 10th, 2006. So he got into something with a multitude of men. That's all we know. Some kind of bar fight. Yeah. Multitude of men of color. Rest stop hookup. Here's how you know he did it. Because if he if it was something that happened, look, if I get jumped on somewhere, I'm like, these motherfuckers jump me. Uh, they jump you be, you know. <laughs> but you out there, he was out there starting shit and got, to, got his ass handed to him. Well, you know, these guys were so, talking crap about something about the bar. And I said, well, I'm going to take you out and see if you can swim, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if these black people can swim. And then them fists started coming and out of And a multitude of them <laughs> came after me. <laughs> I just wanted to see. If, I just wanted to eat my wings at the bar a and multitude. see if they could swim. And a multitude of them came after Piece me and, and hit my head against things for the rest of the night. <laughs> Over and over again. They use my head as like a basketball or something. I don't know what they like do. A, I don't know what they do. Like a basketball or a baton <laughs> or... God, I wish I could have got them in the water. I know they can't swim. Yeah, they can't just see if they can swim. <laughs> if my son came to me and said, Dad, I'm black, I'd be like, well, I know you can't swim. <laughs> but if he said, I'm gay, I got to see if you can swim. <laughs> Piece of shit. If he, said, if he said, I'm black, I'd be like, we're going to make you... Put on white makeup, like in White Chicks, He's in that a, David in, Chappelle in, show in, sketch, in that movie, that little skit that Eddie Skits. Murphy did. <laughs> like, like that, right? Like that. I when Iron Man was in that movie, and he was black. Yeah, like that one. That one Iron Man is black, but you're white. You don't what? know it. What? What? Throw you in the water and people. see if the makeup comes off. Mm. White people. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. Where are we at? Uh, hour thirty. Oh, let's bring it home. Yeah. Listen, people, y'all got a little bit on this freeloading Thursday. We want to thank you guys for coming in. Remember, uh, check my social media. I'm out tomorrow night, so check into that. 
I'll be talking about the Obamas on stage. Yeah. Uh, what y'all got? Uh, I don't have anything until March, anything noteworthy, so I'm going to wait to promote that until I have all the details. Check. Uh, I'm doing Instagram stories, guys. I had a, a story of my cat. I had one that I was playing guitar in it. I had a couple backstage at a show. I'm not talking. To, I'm not one of those guys who talks to the camera. I don't do that. Like, mm. hey, guys, just me, be a show. I just take a picture of the backstage area with uh, a caption, perhaps. But um, we're three guys on on Instagram, and I should probably take a picture of this setup so I can story that. Yeah. You know, uh. like, we got to get, like, content for this thing. The way I feel, I would plug my dates, but in point of fact, I did it on Monday, and since they're paid gigs anyway, I don't feel I should give it to the free Thursday crowd. I, I enjoy that logic. Yep. I enjoy that logic. in this picture. Hold on. See, now I got now I got a stage. You got to be... In, you got to be... Uh, on top of things for the gram. All right. I think I got it. I'm not going to take multiple pictures. You should tag it with I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> I can't swim. I can't swim. Uh, you know what? That's, uh, I'm try another one. I didn't get I didn't get all of you in the picture. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to plug anything, I guess. But um, sometime in March, I have a couple shows. So tune back in for that. So we will see. Yeah. All right, people, come on back. Um, y'all need to get on this Patreon and just pay some money. Come on back on Monday. Yeah. You're missing this goal. Yeah, we're a couple couple away from 200 There's patrons. Stuff over there. Come just on, come on over. I mean, you know, Mike B is a patron. Yeah. And he's a guest on the show. He's a guest. Oh yeah. He's patron, Dominic yeah. is a patron. And another guest. Yeah. Chris Lambert is a patron. Another guest. Another guest. Where Ooh. would we be without sock puppets, you know? Woo. So y'all come on over. We appreciate y'all. All right, we're out. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Petey Stu. We're three guys on. We are out. Peace.